Welcome to Akatink Unitarian Universalist Church and our live stream worship service. I'm Reverend Pippin Whitaker and my pronouns are she, her, hers. I'm your minister. Akatink UU Church is a welcoming and inclusive community that seeks to create a more just and compassionate world through our actions to bring about justice and by honoring the web of nature of which we are all a part. All are welcome here. No matter whom you love, your identity, your race, your heritage, your beliefs or background, no matter your means or your gifts, you are welcome here in this religious community. You're also welcome to share in our virtual coffee hour, which will occur briefly after worship because today is our annual meeting Sunday and all members are urged to kindly remain on this link after worship to register for the annual meeting so we achieve a quorum. Thank you. I now introduce you to our worship associate for today, John Long. Welcome to all. Welcome to our virtual service. I invite you to close your other windows on your apps and devices, take a deep breath, and center yourself for worship. For the best viewing experience in Zoom, move your cursor on the screen to locate the view toggle and enable the speaker mode, not the gallery view. This will make the speaker bigger on your screen. Your greeter today is Amria Riveros Long. If you're new to Akatink, please feel free to contact her through chat or talk to her in your breakout sessions during coffee hour. We also encourage you to send us an email at greeters at so we can keep you informed about other church activities. On our website, you can also check the online order of service. And while you're there, be sure to check out our events page for upcoming virtual gatherings and other news. And now Rev Pippin will uh, lead us in the call to worship. Thank you, John. This is our first Sunday on the theme of compassion. How fitting. Compassion is not about feeling sorry for someone or wishing away all the hurt someone feels. Compassion is passion with. It is the passion that means you fully want to be with another in their struggle, deeply knowing it's your struggle too. Let us worship today and deepen our hearts of compassion in this painful time in our world and in this hour together. Amen. John will now lead us in our chalice lighting, and I invite you now to light your chalice as John leads our words. Our chalice lighting today is from Edward Thompson. He's campaign manager of the Side with Love during the We Can't Breathe prayer vigil. We want to stretch our imagination and stretch our faith, so we're not just talking about God, swing low, we're saying this is a beautiful place and we can all be in and we can all thrive. I am sending you love and grace and peace, but most of all agitation so that we can get to the other side. With gratitude to Everett Thompson's wisdom, uh, we've lit this chalice, chalice in order to stretch ourselves. I wanna invite everyone into a time of meditation today. As we think about compassion, 
I want us to take a moment and offer a little compassion to our hearts, to our bodies. And so I invite you to take a breath with all that's going on and all that you're soaking in, all the weight that you're carrying. Just sit comfortably. And I want you to think about the space between your feet and your hips first, and we'll move all the way up to your head. Your feet all the way up to your knees and up to your hips. And just notice what you're feeling there. Take a breath. And be with it. Offer compassion. A moment of compassion. And now with another breath, I want you to notice the space between your hips and your chest where all the energy is burned and fueled for your body. And I want you to just notice what you're feeling there. What is your gut feeling? and offer compassion for what your body is doing there and feeling. And now I want you to take the heart, the chest and neck, where we voice, where we want to cry out and our shoulders. Take a breath. What are you feeling there? Offer compassion, kindness. And finally, move your attention to your head and your face and your jaw and your ears. What are you feeling there? Offer compassion, deep acknowledgement, and willing to go there. The purpose of life, these are the words of the 14th Dalai Lama. One great question underlies all our experience, whether we think about it consciously or not. That question is, what is the purpose of life? The purpose of life is to be happy. Every human being from birth wants happiness and does not want suffering. Therefore, it is important to discover what is the greatest source that will bring us happiness. I have found that the greatest source the greatest degree of inner tranquility comes from the development of love and compassion. The more we care for the happiness of others, the greater our own sense of well-being. Cultivating a close and warm-hearted feeling for others puts our minds at ease. This helps remove whatever fears and insecurities we may have. This helps, gives us some strength 
to deal with, to cope with whatever obstacles we may encounter. Therefore, we must gradually increase our sense of compassion to develop both genuine sympathy for others and the will to help remove their pain. As a result, our own serenity and inner strength will increase. In thinking about what to say in our homily today, I was reflecting on these words of President Obama. And turning then to the events of these past few weeks, I remember also what Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. said in the quote from last week, that we must widen the circle of responsibility. Confronted with the gut-wrenching and deadly brutality of racism so clearly demonstrated on our screens, let us depart for just a moment from eloquent words. Words are not long enough or deep enough for what I am feeling. I find myself turning to prayer and to mourning and to heartfelt words to decry what we have allowed to happen. And I want to invite you to sit and breathe into that last idea. What we have collectively allowed. The world we have each taken part in, no matter how small a part, a part in creating. Let us breathe into that possibility because there is some power in that. You see, as we sat by in our lives, no matter what our lives have been, how privileged or how oppressed, and no matter the color of our skin, we have lived and many have not. And we know, we know this is deeply wrong. Breathe again. I acknowledge there is pain in responsibility, but there is, I assure you, great power in responsibility. Widen the circle. It is the difference between shame, where we shut down and call ourselves irrevocably bad and give up. The difference between that and guilt where we perceive our connection to a bad outcome, we accept responsibility for change. Shame is destructive to the self, but guilt is creative. From Rodney King, from all the nearly 5,000 lynchings, from the genocide against the First Nations, all the way to now with Ahmaud Arbery, Breonna Taylor, Tony McDade, and George Floyd, and many more, May they rest in peace. May all the souls slain by the brutal might of our social immorality, may they rest in peace. And how will we ever rest in peace if we do not act for peace now? For we are part of this immoral social creation. We don't want it, except when we do.
choosing the safe neighborhoods, arming the police to keep us safe, whoever that us is and the they are, and allowing precincts and cities to abuse and kill black people with impunity for some illusion of safety for who? Choosing the right jobs and the schools and the comfortable stores, avoiding the areas where our society has concentrated all the dangers from disease, pandemic, from violent policing. We don't want an unequal oppressive life, except that we each etch out the contours of our immoral racist system as we seek comfort and expectation of safety in material life. This is the truth of our time. We have now collectively brought the daily struggle and danger of being black from the alleys and side streets and put it into the public square thanks to our leaders who are black and brown. We cannot choose a neighborhood or other spot that is free from the glare on our screens of brutality in the public square unless we bury our heads in the sand. Please do not bury your head your heart, your mind from the light of truth. We need you to bear it. We need you to bask in it because the light of truth will save you. Yes, right now, in the midst of this heartbreak and this moment building towards something with a momentum we have never achieved, perhaps ever, in this moment, with the illusion of the goodness of our institutions robbed from our eyes. Right now, in this very broken moment, we can find the peace we seek. We are the ones the moment is calling for. We are the ones the world has been waiting for. Elizabeth, you're the one this world has been waiting for, and you are not alone because we are here with you. We must if we are to survive as a faith that calls on love, if we are to survive as a nation, if we are to survive as creatures called human in the best sense of the word, the ones who survived over the ages by caring for our kin, we must do as Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. asked, we must widen the circle of responsibility. All through the course of our lives, we widen that circle. <clears throat> From a circle that fits the contours of our little bodies at birth, to our family and our growing circles of friends and neighbors, and eventually we grow a heart of compassion that can not only embrace our sense of connection to another, but a truer compassion that is willing to be responsible for our inextricable connection to others responsible. We have long been alerted to the tragedy of racism and indigenous genocide in this land. We have long been asked to act. And if we were listening, there were people with direction for heartfelt action. But did we know? These were the calls of people inviting us to be free. If you were ensnared in a in a trap that kept you from living your fullest human life, what would you do for freedom? Would you fight it? Would you long to break free? Consider this words of wisdom. The Dalai Lama has said this, 
Your happiness depends on your growing heart of compassion and you can't find happiness without compassion with your neighbors. Jesus said it this way, love your neighbors as thyself. Jean-Jacques Rousseau, the philosopher of the French Revolution said, those who resist the good of justice and equality are imprisoned by their minds and should be liberated. Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King said it, and you've heard it, injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. And most clearly, civil rights leader Fannie Lou Hammer said, nobody is free until everybody's free. What more words do we need to hear? Calling us to awake and be free. When will we free ourselves from the bonds of injustice and claim freedom as full human beings with a joyful heart of compassion that decries and acts for the good of all souls? Right in this very moment, that good is with action to save Black lives. At a prayer vigil earlier this week, I sat in witness to truths from many of our UU leaders of color. There was this thread running through it, the weft that has run through these years of racially excused abuse of Black people and communities. The thread that it's been calling to us across the centuries, and it is not a call for us to be right. It is not a call for us to say the right thing or even to hear the right thing said to you by your minister on Sunday morning. The thread of the call is to act. All of our leaders of color act. Perhaps you cannot go to a protest. I know I cannot due to a child's immune compromised condition and precautions I have to follow but I can act and action is closer and faster in this physically distanced time than ever. Do something, do everything. Widen the circle of responsibility so that on one end, it stretches, stretches to embrace the people beaten and dying at protests and on their daily runs and stretch the circle on the other side so that it fully embraces you. Lean into the growing edges of that circle. Last week I said, Black Lives Matter. And that is still not enough to convey the call to action we must answer. The call is to save Black lives now because we would be collectively killing them if we bury our heads in the sand and fail to enact widespread change now. I am committed to action and to growing my capacity for action. I am following the movement for black lives and their daily actions. I'll observe a day of mourning and fasting tomorrow with the poor people's campaign. And at the end of the fast at 5 p.m., I'll stop what I'm doing for eight minutes and 46 seconds in silence in honor of the time that George Floyd struggled to breathe with an officer's knee on his neck. If it is prudent for you, you could even attend the Black Lives Matter protest action on Wednesday in Springfield at 4.30. And if you can't, perhaps you'll join me at the Poor People's Campaign Digital Teach-In Wednesday at 8 p.m. 
The racial justice group has sent many more resources on actions and I can't list them all here. Our website, our weekly email and the Facebook has more details. I'm signing and writing statements and supporting and pushing for policy reform and I fully affirm and promote our journey towards spiritual wholeness by working to build a diverse multicultural beloved community through my actions that accountably dismantle racism and other oppressions in ourselves and in our institutions as our eighth principle states. And still there is more, more to do. I humbly, honestly, and hopefully invite you to join me somewhere on this journey and to call me onward. I want to be free. I want you to be free. I want us all to be free. Amen. We extinguish our chalice flame, but we do not extinguish what we found here. We carry it within the light of inspiration, the warmth of compassion, the fire of commitment. May we bring these gifts into our lives and share them radiantly out in the world. John will lead us now in our community blessing. I invite you to join hands virtually now in our community blessing with these words of David Bumbau. This church is dedicated to the proposition that behind all our differences and beneath all our diversity, there is a unity that makes us one and binds us forever together in spite of time, death, and the space between the stars. We pause now in silent witness to that unity. I wanna recall the words of Everett Thompson from the Chalice Lighting. We want to stretch our imagination and stretch our faith. So we're not just talking about God, swing low. We're saying this is a beautiful place we can all be in and we can all thrive. I'm sending you love and grace and peace, but most of all agitation so that we can get to the other side, said Everett Thompson. I believe, and I hope you believe, and I hope we all agitate so that we all get to the other side this time together. Amen. <laughs>